0: everyone, my name is Bobby Angus. I'm going to be one of your hosts for Tent, a Final Fantasy 7 podcast. My co-hosts are Ken Tormy and Will Sliney. The purpose of this podcast was to bring together three people who all had different experiences with Final Fantasy 7, the original, and different levels of love for the original game. We wanted to play the remake version together and be able to see how each of us respond to it, all coming from different backgrounds with the game. The reason we chose the name 10 was because on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, we're going to be trying to rotate in different friends of ours who also have the same love for the game as we do. Some of our guests that we have lined up are Sean Crystal, Michael Walsh, and Ricardo Ortiz. We are excited to announce more in the future, and we hope you stick with us for the duration of the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to Tent, a Final Fantasy VII podcast. I am Bobby Angus, I'm here with Will Sliney and Kian Tormi. The objective of this podcast is to take a deep dive into the Final Fantasy VII remake, coming from three people who have all different experiences with Final Fantasy VII, the original game. So with that, I'll start the roundtable discussion, and start with some intros from Will and Kian. Do either of you guys want to start first? After you, Kian. Okay,
1: uh, well, I'll keep this brief. So um, I suppose uh, intro-wise, what makes the most sense is to explain what my background with Final Fantasy VII is. So I played Final Fantasy VII, I think, uh, I, think I was about 14 or 15 when it first came out. And I used to rent it from the video game store on the main street of the town where I grew up. <clears throat> I had no idea that it was such a huge game. I remember getting the the disc set the first time. And just, uh, Will, I don't know if you knew this, but there were three discs for the original game. So you can imagine way back in the day when games were on discs, the idea of getting a game that was on three different discs, like the game was huge. So uh, when I eventually ended up buying it, the fact that I had been renting it for so long was just ridiculous. Like, you know, I <laughs> never made a you, dent in it at all. You
0: definitely paid for the game in terms of rent. <laughs> oh man so many times over
1: and (laughs) i remember when i finally got the game and then started playing it like i didn't make a dent in the first disc um so yeah it, it was a game that was i think i had way more interest in it built up because i had been dipping into it every weekend for like such a long time so there were weeks at a time when i like couldn't play so when I finally got it, I, I threw myself into it, and it just took over my life. It, it's it was absolutely fantastic, and so much so that when I finished my exams, uh, my leaving cert, which would be like the end of my high school exams, the first thing I did when I had no more school was I played Final Fantasy VII again. So it was yeah, it was a it was a huge deal for me when it came out, and uh, yeah, that's why I'm so excited about playing this remake. What about you, Will?
2: Yeah, so I would have, like I definitely would have been aware of it like I was I was and still am massively into video games. But back then, I was very much a Nintendo kid. So I just didn't have a PlayStation and I had no way of playing it. And I think I borrowed, I swapped my Nintendo for a PlayStation at one stage just for like a week. And I knew how big and gigantic the game was. So I just knew there was no point in turning it on for me back then. So, so this is all very much new for me. And it's been the demo that's tempted me in for sure like the art looks amazing the little bit that i played was really really cool so this is going to be a very 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 much so a new experience for me
0: so i guess i'll uh round out the crew here and i'm actually gonna make a a hot take right here the <laughs> first time i played final fantasy 7 i actually didn't finish it um i was in high school it was the times of call of duty modern warfare uh, gears of war all those first person shooters halo land parties all that so someone recommended to me the final fantasy series and i th- i started with 10 and didn't finish it and then someone's like well you have to play 7 you have to play final fantasy 7 this is the greatest game ever so i started playing it and i just couldn't get into it i think i got through the first disc um and i was just like i'm not playing this anymore i don't have the attention span for this <laughs> so uh fast forward to college i beat final fantasy 10 a couple times over And i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to final fantasy 7 and i think that summer it consumed my life like i woke up went to work finished school for like my summer class and then played final fantasy 7 until like 2 in the morning And I think I did, like, every mission, everything, just nonstop. And I think what's different was, this time around, I had much more appreciation for the storytelling. I had much more appreciation for the character development and the whole, like, gameplay aspect. um, Because I wasn't really just trying to hang out with friends and play, uh, you know, Call of Duty, things like that. I was much more trying to get invested in a story. Um, So, with that said, I am beyond excited for this remake that's coming out like my wife even knows like how big of a deal this is she heard podcasts about how big of a deal this is so uh <laughs> she's pretty uh, i'm very excited about it
1: and uh, i have a question uh um, yeah so you started with final fantasy 10
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh will did you play any other games or is this a, this is your first foray into the whole final fantasy thing completely
2: None. Yeah. So completely new to Final Fantasy, I think. And I think it's because I knew seven was the best. So I thought, why bother even get invested in any of the other ones? So simply for that reason, that's why I never played one.
1: Yeah, because I played seven. And as you can tell, obviously, I fell in love with it. I then picked up eight and uh, I expected it to be the continuation of seven. So it completely blew my mind when it was a totally different world and different characters. And I think I didn't play anything again until Ten. And by then, I they were so different that I find it funny that uh, Bobby, you loved Ten so much, but by the time I got to Ten, I just, I, I just couldn't play it. I've I've fallen out of love with those games.
0: So I think what attracted me to Ten so much was the was Ten was the first one on the next generation of console. So Ten came out with PlayStation Two. So there was more advanced graphics, like the cinematic graphics, blew uh, you know everyone away. Yeah. Um, And I kind of just dove into that. Um, So and I and I also just got really invested in the story uh, as well. So I, it was just kind of like the perfect scenario. It was really easy for me to get into it, and then afterwards I took a step back and I was like, I actually had the thought like, are all these connected? And then I was yeah. like, let me just start with seven because that's the one everyone plays. So I played okay. seven, I finished. I got three fourths of the way through eighth, eight, and I just couldn't do it. Nine, I never got into. Ten and ten two, I beat. Uh, twelve, I got three fourths of the way through. Thirteen, I finished. Thirteen two and then fifteen. I finished. So I have oh, well, I have so. some background in Final Fantasy. Uh, I <laughs> you, get really into the RPG games.
2: You know what? Actually, I I just remember that I do have an experience of it, it was and it was watching. What was the movie? The spirits within. Oh,
1: spirits within. Yeah, there you, you go. That?
2: Thinking like, oh my god, these graphics are amazing. They're so realistic. Yeah, and we'll never get better than this.
1: And again, I think I went to see that in the cinema thinking it had something to do with the game and it didn't like, I, it, it obviously took me a long time to get my head around the fact that these were a lot of different things all under the same term, under the same name.
0: So that i have just actually just quickly looked at it. Cause I remember like, the Will, you just triggered this for me. I was like, this looks insane. And I always remember Final Fantasy for their graphics originally. I was like, these guys have crazy graphics. This cast is ridiculous. It's Alec Baldwin, James Wood, Donald Sutherland, what? Steve Buscemi. No way. Yeah, this is the cast of the. Like, how, how do no they pull of that out? Because <laughs> the
2: graphics were so good, everyone was just talking about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, what? Like, really? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the cast. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well,
1: anyway. Man, what, a, what a weird project for those kind of guys to be doing at a time like that. Like, that was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, we maybe we should do a podcast on dissecting Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within <laughs> next. Oh, well, I don't know if I could watch it again. <laughs> so, uh, I'll t- I'm going to take a quick pivot back to uh, the Final Fantasy VII universe here. So, one of the things that was always appealing to me in terms of Final Fantasy was the turn-based system, and they kind of got away with that uh, starting at Final Fantasy XIII or 12, XII, I believe. So, this game is kind of following that direction. It's doing a much more dynamic uh action uh kind of battle system in comparison to the turn base. So Will, I'll ask you first, since you actually have experience with the demo so far, what are your thoughts on this like new battle system and would you how would you compare it to a turn based system? Do you like it more? Do you like it less?
2: Well yeah, so I was expecting turn based and, and I think if I came across it I don't think I would have stuck with the game. Uh, But I don't have any experience with it. I'd never played a turn-based system game before, but I would have been aware with it just from watching videos of games and stuff like that. But um, Mm -hmm. that's why I was quite surprised and I really liked how they handled it. And it still has that element of, you know, you can bring up your menu and choose whatever you want to go with or whatever. But like, if it didn't have some sort of, you know, you being able to walk in and swing your sword or whatever, I would have checked out, definitely.
0: Is that just like a personal preference of yours? Like you never like you never like turn based or it's just not fast enough for you?
2: Exactly. I don't I think the pace of the game would have been too slow for me and from all the stuff that I'd seen about those Final Fantasy games, it looked like you just walk into a place, the graphics turn into this game mode and you're there clicking all of the menus and that side of it just it just didn't it never really appeal to me. So if the if the demo was like that then, then I was out.
0: Oh that's interesting. I mean I, I really love the turn base because, I'm for example, in Final Fantasy VII, they had a little bar that showed you like when it's about to be your turn. So you had to always be thinking like three or four steps ahead, which is why I personally gravitated towards that. But, Ken you have experience with both, so I'll turn this over to you. What are your thoughts okay. on like the new fighting style? As I said, it kind of came from, uh, I believe, 12 it's going to be similar to 12, 13, and 15 game style, which you have experience with, but you also have experience with the old style. So do you have, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so for me, I would, I would be more inclined to agree with
1: you, Bobby, and less inclined to be in Will's camp on this, just because, so I've played 15, and I actually found that the... They had a mechanic in that where you could slow things down in the middle of of a of a fight, and you could start to uh, in like bullet time, start kind of uh, deciding who you were going to attack. I actually found that stuff quite frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's still a bit frantic. It's still a little bit messy, and it's just a variation on the turn based system. Now, the reason why I thought the turn based system was great was because. Um, I love the strategy, like you said, the amount of stuff that you'd have to, like for example, as well. Sorry, just getting ahead of myself, but because your three characters would be charging up, like time-wise, you'd make your decisions, and sometimes you would watch your decisions play out incorrectly. You know, after one of the uh, one of the the bad guys had already attacked and stuff like that, so you mm-hmm. have to start preempting what people were doing, and I think it also had knock on effects when you were equipping stuff and things that had different status buffs and stuff on your weapons before you went into fights and uh, that turn-based system for me felt a little bit more strategic. So I haven't played the new, the new final fantasy yet. I have the demo downloaded. I haven't gotten anywhere near it yet. i actually think I might just wait until the game comes out. So I'm not sure which way I play it, but I used to love the turn-based system so much.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm more in. I I think Ken, you've explained it really well. I was I'm always the kind of person who's like thinking a couple of steps ahead in terms of games. I like you know really diving into strategy, and I felt like with Final Fantasy 15 and 13 specifically, I felt like a lot of times it was just mashing or pressing X or Y or whatever the button is just to try and you know get through some fights quickly. And what I liked about Final Fantasy 7 is like, okay, I know for example Cloud is going to be killed on this turn, so I got to think how do i revive cloud keep him alive long enough to allow him to use his ultimate move to try and swing the battle back in my favor so i was always trying to think like all right i gotta keep him i gotta do this i gotta do this and i gotta do this to get to this and then i'll switch out this character so while i don't dislike the new fighting style i do find it uh very repetitive a lot of times and it's just like pressing x to try and quickly get through it so um so then, I guess I'll turn to the next question. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on the graphics so far? I mean, have you seen any of the original graphics for Final Fantasy yeah. VII?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, of course. I mean, I, those, those iconic little <clears throat> ten, 10 polygon characters that everyone thought were so amazing. Yeah, no, I, I was really impressed and I liked the style. Like, I think I was expecting uh, a more cartoony feel to the whole thing than than was there so i do like the kind of blend that they have for sure um and even like the environments and everything like that all looks super super slick so that's another reason uh that i decided to check it out as well is that it does look really really good and it looks really really polished as well so yeah i'm I'm a fan
0: ken what are uh, your thoughts on the graphics especially with like for you specifically, you know, you played with you know, like Will said, these ten bit characters, and now there's this like grand scale realism, and like everything's just, I want to say over the top in comparison to the original. Do you think that's gonna? So, what are your thoughts on them? And then follow question: Do you think that's gonna take away from some of the mystique of the original game?
1: Um, that's a great question. You know, what's interesting is the graphics now have gotten to. Uh, such a quality that that's it's kind of the way you would have wanted it at the start because if you remember when the final fantasy 7 animated film advent children came out that I was amazing I oh, was but it was brilliant because you got to see all of the characters in a in a resolution that you would have loved to have seen them in in the game saying that though you know like the the game had a certain charm um, with the way it was running around as a small, as a small character that just was like very low poly's, as as we said. What I find weird is less the the graphics and more just the fact that they have voices now.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was gonna sat- be my next point. Yeah, like we sat through an awful oh, lot of, of reading.
1: Those yeah, those those characters didn't. Have any voices beyond the way <laughs> you'd imagine them reading a, a book? So it's quite weird having Barrett, you know, kind of saying so. And a lot of the dialogue was weird, even in the in the translation of the original game. It was funny, and it was had lots of its own idiosyncrasies in the translation. But yeah, listening to them talk is going to be very, very strange.
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, so I'd never thought of that voice aspect until like this popped in my head when you mentioned the Final Fantasy VII. Uh, sequel basically with the movie, um, but in terms of graphics, I I just love it. Just makes everything, I guess, so much more uh powerful. I guess I'll say so. Like for example, Cloud having this sword that's too big for him, and he's able to wield around. Like the <laughs> fact that we now actually get to see that makes it you know that much more uh, special to me. And just the idea of Sephiroth, you know, this menacing oh, yeah. villain. And, like, you know, like, you knew that just by looking at these 10-bit graphics that this guy was, you know, he's the big bad guy. He's the guy who's going to mess people up. And, like, with these real graphics and, like, you know, that iconic scene with him looking in the fire, like, that was still haunting. So, I am. Even, Bobby,
1: even just as you're talking about it, and I'm starting to remember so much of the stuff that Will hasn't seen yet or wouldn't be aware of yet.
2: (laughs) I have no idea what a Sephiroth is. yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. actually so full disclaimer will sorry go ahead so i was gonna say full disclaimer well kian and i actually had a conversation uh prior to starting and we're like we are gonna make sure that we don't spoil anything (laughs) (laughs) well because like a lot of the like there's a bunch of big moments in this game where that are like iconic and people associate with final fantasy 7 so Mm. and that was one of the reasons that uh i was uh asking you to come on the show like be a, a person on this podcast mm. because i have never met anyone who actually has never played the original and is diving <laughs> into the remake so i am yeah. so intrigued yeah, by yeah. your perspective in this especially but, with like you know all the characters stuff like yeah Kian and i have a very you know fond memory of this so i'm afraid that we might be over really critical if the nostalgia factor doesn't kick in so i'm very interested yeah. to see your fresh perspective on things
2: uh, yeah I, I and there's it could go two ways it could be like the game isn't as good as it as it could be but you really love it more because of the nostalgia side and i don't or it could go the other way around where like you're so you know like you love the turn base so much that like the fact that it's not there it'll disappoint you whereas i'm the one that's like yeah this is awesome so yeah see. yeah
1: Well, it's funny because uh, Bobby put a a Twitter poll out the other day and it was just about whether you would recommend to somebody who hadn't played, would you recommend to play the original or wait for the remake? And Mm. I, I don't think I would recommend to play the original. But like our sensibilities as players has changed an awful lot. Absolutely,
2: it would it would ruin it for me. It it really would. Like I was even watching a review today on the new Doom game, and they were saying you can't play the old Doom game, which is three or four years old, because of the new Doom game. Like you know, so if you're going back to PlayStation One. Like like even even those consoles to be honest with you like the the PlayStation uh, and the Nintendo sixty four those games don't really hold up too well because they were just figuring out how to do games in a within three D and stuff so that's why those like that's why there's a lot of stuff that you know it was novel at the time but they're just they just don't hold up anymore.
1: And it's one of the reasons why I think this the idea of this podcast was, was so interesting. It's just like the other factor. For me, one of the reasons why I wouldn't recommend the original game is I know that it happened to me when when I was about 15 or 16, like all of of the things that I love the most happened when I was that age. And I can't expect other people to have the same level of feeling that I have when I was that age for something that happened back then. Now, this new game may introduce this world to a whole new generation of people. But it could also be as you said something that's so unlike what was precious to us when we were kids that it's just it's inaccessible you know.
0: This is definitely going to be the um, the Star Wars 7 for video games just like Star Wars 7 was pretty much just episode 4 redone for a new generation. Mm-hmm. It was pure nostalgia for the older fans so I'm very like I think this is going to be that for Final Fantasy um, or at least that's my opinion.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it goes. I really am. I'm interested. Really interested.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm trying to find that poll again. Of course, I can't. I retweet so much nonsense that I can't find anything I'm looking for anymore. Um, But yeah, I think it was like 60% of the poll said, like, I wouldn't bother with the first game, which I was kind of fascinated by. I mean, I always thought you just the fact that you would want to get. So for those who aren't aware, uh, like Yen said, the original was three disc and they're actually redoing this game in three separate installments. So they've identified a start and an end for the first disc, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, I would just want to get the full story. I wouldn't want to have to, like, have, like, Avengers Endgame where I'm waiting around for a year to try and get uh, a completed story.
2: And well, I would I, just... you, you could not have paid me to have played that PlayStation game. If I had to boot that thing up and watch it loading, I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, You know what, again, one of the things that um, maybe I'm doing people a disservice, but I think you had the ability to sit through stuff when you were 15 or 16. You know, I I don't think I would do that now. I really don't.
2: No, you'd be on your phone.
1: You would be on your phone. And I'm also, I am kind of conscious of the fact that you're not going to get the full game in one go. And I'm not necessarily a huge fan of pre-ordering games. I don't game a huge amount. Uh, So my tend to like download something i get a couple of weeks out of something or maybe just a weekend and then it tends to go unfinished the idea of uh pre-ordering this game and it comes with a load of materia materia will are i'm not sure if you know but they're these uh these gems that you can attach to your uh your different weaponry and the the armor and stuff that you can equip and they have a whole some of them will affect time some of them will summon Other creatures, things like that. They they're just they help you uh, while you fight. They're really really cool. But you get a couple of extra ones if you pre-order the game. But I've also read that you don't get to use materia until after the first part of the game because it doesn't it isn't something that your characters come up against until after they leave. What happens at the end of the first disc? So it seems like a strange incentive. Like it's real. You know, long game payoff. If you're pre-ordering the game to get your hands on some materia, that uh, who knows when the next installment of the game is even going to come out. It just seemed like a strange thing, and it heightens
0: so, the the time. Just a quick note: uh, Square Enix, the publisher of Final Fantasy Seven, actually put out a memo saying they still anticipate releasing the date on April or releasing the game, excuse me, on April tenth. However, it could be delayed in getting your game. So I might actually can't. Or, what does that mean? So, because of everything that's going on, they, they're they not sure if stores are going to get their shipment on time. Oh, yeah. physical games. Okay. Yeah, physical games. Sorry. Um, so, I might actually buy it digitally and then cancel if I don't get my game on opening day and give up the bonus uh, materia. I don't think it's going to be in, in a uh, spot where it's going to swing the game one way or the other. Just a yeah. fact to put out there to the listeners. So... I guess we'll move into the to the next uh, segment here. So, you know, as we mentioned before, we're all from different backgrounds in terms of Final Fantasy experience. So I just want to go around the room, just kind of just ask the like question of, are you excited for the game? Or are you nervous for the game? So we'll I'll start with you with uh, since you're coming into this with the yeah least background in terms of this.
2: Yeah, so that means I guess I, I couldn't really be nervous.
0: <laughs> well, I when I thought nervous, I was thinking, like, well, it's like, you know, I've heard a lot about this. Like, I don't want to tell someone that I didn't particularly enjoy this game, and I'm just going to tell them, like, I like it. So yeah. that's no, why no. I was kind of vangling with that.
2: Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm excited because of the demo. I'm excited uh, because I've heard so much about the game, and now they're kind of giving me a way to experience that story that everyone says is really, really good. So, from that point of view, yeah, definitely excited for it. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh, Will, did the -hmm. the demo make you want to continue playing?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but I actually didn't finish the demo specifically because, like, once I got to the point where I decided that I was going to get the game, I was like, okay, I might as well just stop now.
0: You'll have to play it twice. Yeah. Yeah. How much of the demo, then, did you play before you were like, all right, I'm sold?
2: Uh... Mm. Uh, I should know this because I recorded it on a video, and I remember saying it.
0: <laughs> game and <laughs> draw. I, Check out Will's YouTube.
2: <laughs> I was, I think, I was climbing down to towards that big spider boss, scorpion boss. Okay. Me. Okay. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, Will, you mentioned a couple times that you've heard about the game. Like, what have you oh, yeah. like heard about it so far? Like in yeah, terms, just of... e-
2: everyone that talks about it loves it. Um, so like, like I have a I have a good few friends of mine that like adore that game uh in, in exactly the same way that you eat the two of you do so you know it's got some good good fort or has some good faith in me because of that like and because of the people that like it so so i'm excited to experience the story because of that as well and uh we'll see how much i buy into it now And i'm watching because i did find it a little bit a little bit cheesy and stuff but then then i do like cheesy things at the same time so you know we'll see we'll see
0: yeah, I think uh, I think the cheesiness kind of was a kind of like the comic relief of the game because it's such a yeah. mm. deep and um, sombering game once you actually get into the yeah, story. Yeah, see, I
2: I wouldn't have expected that about it at all. Um, it it seems like, and I wonder if it's deep because you know you were kids when you were playing it and stuff like so. So that'll be inter- I think that'll be interesting going forward to see if like those emotional bits hit me in the same way because they might've affected you like when you were 15 or whatever it was, you know, harder in a certain way. So we'll see.
0: There, There's one emotional bit that I'm very curious. Don't, to don't, see, don't say it. But I'm don't not, I'm, it, not I mean, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention
2: it. All, all I, to spoil I'm, I'm off this podcast. I'm never coming back. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, no. Don't say a word. <laughs> the fastest and quickest recurring guests to ever come on. And <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, uh, I'll pass this over to Kia now. What are what are you ex- are you excited? Or are you ner- and what are you nervous for?
1: Well, so I there's a couple of things that stick out. I think what's interesting is I want to see what they've changed mm-hmm. because there's no way that they have just ported the whole thing straight over and just souped up the graphics. There's it. They must have made structural changes to the story.
0: So if um, you so in regards to that, if you notice, this is called a remake and it's not yes. called remastered. And they said yes. they couldn't call it remastered because it's not an exact replica. So things are ch- changed. So I, so just... I'm interested
1: to see to what degree they have done that. So it that could be just down to the fact that now they've got, you know, full orchestras playing the score rather than the kind of MIDI music that we were used to. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a lot of superficial stuff. There were one or two storyline uh, or just kind of subplot things in the original game that were potentially a bit a bit uh, wobbly. They weren't particularly tight in terms of uh, how they paid off and stuff. So I'm interested to see whether they've tightened some of that stuff up. And, you know, uh, to Will's point as well, an awful lot of us may be disappointed for uh, if some of those weaknesses are gone, because, you know, you don't know what, what part of the story Triggers the most nostalgia for people. They might be looking for some of the the, the weaker parts of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm interested, you know, in an academic sense. I'm interested to see how they've broken this up, how this is going to work over a a game that's released in parts. You know, uh, will they leave more of a cliffhanger? Will the original cliffhanger from the end of disc one be enough to keep people coming back? The game is also coming out in a time where you've got so many speed gamers and stuff who will just try and get through this game as quickly as they can. And Mm -hmm. from what I remember, the original game, it was more rewarding the longer you played. So, you know, there's a different landscape now, and like Square Enix is going to know that. So it'd be interesting to see who this is is aimed at.
0: I think I actually brought that up to Will because he was – he posted on his Twitter, like, what game do you want to see me do for um, game and draw next? And I, I threw out Final Fantasy VII, and I think Will made a comment, like, oh, I've heard about this. Like, and, I, and somehow we got to the point where I'm like, you can put as much or as little time into it as you want. Like, I think I poured, like, mm. 80 hours into my original game. Oh, yeah, game. easy. But easy. you could easily beat it in, like, 20 if you just sat mm, yep. down and played. So, to your point, I'm very interested to see how that kind of plays out with this game. So, you cover... Uh, so... Is there any like, one particular thing you would say you're nervous for as a returning fan to the series?
1: Um, I don't know whether I would be nervous for anything within the game because I think mm-hmm. these guys will be doing their best. As you said, it's a remake. It's not a remaster. So it, it could potentially be quite different. What I'm just worried about is more a case of starting to play the game and it not being what I remember or not having the mm-hmm. same magic. And you're going to go into it hypercritical. So uh, so no, I haven't. And I, Ah. I, I haven't had, I haven't had much time to sit down and now it's starting to turn into that thing that it's on the, it's on my PlayStation and
2: yeah, no Anamos- it now, if it's coming out so soon it's got
0: yeah. too much of
1: a backlog
0: of commissions for me to play it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: no but but in fairness it's i'm i'm also worried now that it's going to turn into this thing that i've overhyped it because i've had the demo and didn't even play the demo so i haven't dipped my toes in at all and now it's so close to the game coming out that i i don't even want to see trailers i don't want to see tweets about it mm. uh, I, yeah so i don't know i i am i i'm i have my concerns but it's more about uh my ability to enjoy the game as opposed to the, well, the i think that's still a fair
0: concern you're gonna be putting out what 60 70 us dollars i don't know what the euro is to that oh, it's but... like a, it's 89,
1: 89 euro for the deluxe edition and it's 69 euro for the regular game
0: that's a fair so, amount of money you yeah, I would hope you enjoy it um yeah so I guess I'll, I'll just round this off then. Uh, for I'm just excited to really experience the game with full graphics, as we mentioned before. Uh, I loved Advent Children. I thought it was a uh, fun take and a great continuation of the story and just awesome seeing... Um, all those characters done with real graphics. And this has kind of been the, re- they always tease, like we're going to remake, you know, a game. And I remember in the past that we weren't going to remake this until we had all the original directors. So now that it's finally happening, I'm just, you know, so excited to just dive back into the world and play it. Uh, I, I think I'm probably the most nervous of the group here in terms of uh, playing the game. My two big things, which have been alluded to already are uh, the storytelling I'm very concerned about the storytelling because this game specifically was such a story driven game where if I feel like if we have this, uh, Avengers and game infinity war, uh, you know, scenario where, you know, you have a, a year in between the continuation of the story, you're probably going to lose your average gamer and you don't have 16 movies worth of uh, story to keep you interested and things yeah. like that. Um, so that's my one big concern and then my other concern is just the the excuse me the one thing i really love about final fantasies is the open world exploration which adds to your replay value so with me knowing exactly where the first game starts and where the first game is supposed to end i'm very concerned how much replay and ability like if it's 20 hours to beat the game and that's it, I'm going to be very disappointed. So I'm I'm very nervous for that because I want to be able to pour like 40, 60 hours in the game and like max out all my characters. Yeah. Because um, that was my big concern or my big complaint against Final Fantasy Thirteen was I felt the story was too linear. You just followed a path, hit X a bunch of times and then you got to the final boss. So I'm really hoping we don't have that kind of scenario uh, for this game.
1: So... Damn. On a, on a lighter note, I'm excited to see Will play
0: it. Oh, I, that, I didn't want to say that because I feel that would be cheesy. But I am very <laughs> excited to see Will experience this game. And I hope all the big uh, moments are still here, or in this disc at least. We'll be so like awesome. proud, proud Fathers. We'll be watching yes. it like Proud Fathers. Be texting or be messaging Will. Did you get to this part? Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> So uh, that was all I had for uh, questions for you guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up here? Uh, no, the only thing that I wish we had thought of doing before this was, uh, given Will a bit of preparation
1: time, I I would have loved to have asked you what you thought the game was going to be about. And then oh, compare yeah, that to... I can, I
2: can give that a go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, okay. then
1: we can revisit this afterwards when you find okay. out.
2: So from the demo, can I talk about the demo story that obviously doesn't really spoil it for you? Yeah, it's... I mean,
0: I think okay. um, the the next episode we're going to talk about our experience with the demo. That was kind of my uh, okay. goal. Okay. But so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we can talk about what you think the story was going to be based off the demo.
2: <laughs> what I think the story is going to be is so cloud is like the I'm breathing and I don't really talk. But someone's going to come along and they're going to open Cloud up to feel emotions for the first time ever. and <laughs> That person's going to die. and He's going to be like, no, Justin, I was about to get close with someone. I die. <laughs> but then what's the name of like the really muscly dude with the glasses again? Is it Barrett? Barrett, yeah. Barrett, Barrett. Going to be like, it's okay, dude. <laughs> I'm just like he's, he's just like he, so far he's like so stereotypical it's ridiculous um and then there's a guy in a suit with his like henchman guy with the crazy hair they're like the evil corporation that are mining the planet so cloud and them have to stop have to save the world by taking down this corporation but there's going to be another layer with this Sephiroth that you, rec- you, met, you said about who's like uh a magical evil being that's controlling the evil corporation and pulling the strings to unleash a different type of beast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's... god, we never have to do another podcast. We'll figure out the
1: game. <laughs> it's that's not that's not far off. There's, um, you're 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 relatively relatively close. Um, I think what's quite cool is actually as you started to to describe it, I was thinking, okay, actually, yeah, there's quite a lot of that just follows a pretty standard structure you know you do have your brooding guy he needs to go through some kind of change but when Hmm. the more you get into it now you'll start to see why he's brooding um and some of some of your predictions are very close but they are just off and (laughs) what makes them just slightly off is the stuff that's going to make you go oh shit i didn't think of that so yeah but uh, that's
2: not bad it's not bad (laughs)
0: <laughs> so will do you have a favorite character so far <clears throat>
2: excuse me no i really don't it's 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 too early um I, I liked the look of the dude with the bandana i thought he looked pretty cool i don't know if he'll be a playable character or whatever uh but no no it's it's way too early like the they're too just like you said like they're too they're too te- stereotypical now and i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing a bit more of their story like to make them actual proper characters yeah
0: yeah definitely. so uh uh all right I, I improv the question here i'm going big brain so we're actually or i'm actually bringing sean crystal on the podcast to break down character designs and mm-hmm. story design or not story designs um background design specifically for final fantasy 7. so what are your thoughts or what are your guys thoughts on the character designs just based on looking at them as an artist we'll start oh. with that
1: well it will i'll answer that first and i'll answer it really quickly that's such a difficult question to answer, considering even if these characters were the worst design characters in the world, they have occupied such an important space in my head that uh, like I've, I love them. I absolutely adore them. I'm sure. And you know what? You can see the impact that they've had on so many artists. Of our age because when they design their own characters if the character has a sword we draw the swords 50 times too big for the people who hold them so you know there's an awful lot of like huge design design choices that have impacted the rest of us but i can say that final fantasy seven was my first introduction to the uh, the aesthetic that the japanese Tend towards where they mix an awful lot of their uh, science fiction with European cities and European styles. So you get an awful lot of um, you'll see later on in the will, uh, in the game will where you know there's there's seaside villages and you have uh, rural towns, but they're all cool. quite Spanish or quite German with cool. lots of high tech bits and pieces. So. You know the way uh, science fiction in America tends to be a a futuristic version of America. Hmm. The Japanese tend to mix stuff really heavily with uh, old versions of Europe. Which yeah, yeah, it's really it, it. It was the first introduction to what I found out was called diesel punk, as opposed to steampunk. So you get an awful lot of like kind of uh, smoggy machinery, but it's stuck onto stuff that we would all recognize. So I always loved all of the background designs and, uh, and I always loved all the characters and everything felt grimy and gritty. I hadn't seen that version of the future before. So yeah,
0: that's for me, point.
1: yeah, I, I love it, but, um, but that's just me.
0: So, well, uh, as someone who played, you know, We'll say like thirty minutes of the demo. What are your thoughts on the character designs, like in terms of outfits, yeah. scenery, things like
2: that? hey so, th- so th- see, you're not going to like this now because you're so nostalgically tied to it. But like, that but this sword is, is the way kind of too, stuff
0: I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That sword is way too big. It looks so stupid.
0: <laughs> and especially
2: like, especially for a game where you're running around, where the camera is behind him, all you see is this like sword with a pair of legs oh, and a bit of blonde does, hair popping. So over he the top carries of
1: it. it. Does he carries it? Okay. Because in the original, you were just a small, like a a polygonal character that didn't have any weapons. It was
0: just him.
2: Now now you're just a sword that runs around. So
0: hey, that's That's a good point. I didn't think of that.
2: Now, if it was so if it was up to me and if I was designing, you know, a character for the first time for something like this like that sword would never have made it past the, the drawing board because yeah. of the camera angles that we have now. And like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's bad. It's bad design if you're designing it for or something like that. But of course, you know, that's not why it was designed. Um, of course. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, other than that, it all looks fine. Uh, like, like, like I, like it's definitely charming. Uh, especially like I can't, I obviously can't remember any of the names like, but I, like I, uh who is the girl in the party at the start if you've played the demo like like she's she's really charming like i liked her and it oh
0: the pink dress girl
2: no she's no. in a team she's got a bandana and like a silver top or something so top. she
0: she
1: is uh either biggs or jesse and what's funny for those of us going back to it is be is that biggs and jesse were both men in the original game okay. And they weren't playable at all. They were just these bumbling uh, members of Avalanche, which is the, the eco-terrorist <laughs> group. So they were just these two guys that would kind of turn up in elevators and they'd help you or they'd be on the, the train to nice. help you get from stage to stage. And they've obviously made, yeah. made they made one of them a really attractive woman, who I think is uh, who you're talking about, which was quite funny.
2: Yeah, so- yeah. well, I, I guess if they're like the two, they, they seem to be hopping off each other, which is, which is what I liked about the two of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah
0: so yeah so last question and I'll wrap this up if you guys were in charge of creating a Final Fantasy comic and you got to pick the creative team you can't pick yourself who are you gonna have do it i pick Will
2: <laughs> I, I, like, oh my god I'm the absolute wrong person to <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: who would
1: draw something like this um, so from I, a, hate-
0: I would say in my head I would want Hickman to write it because you know Hickman, is Hickman and Sickman. And I kinda of would want Murphy to draw it mostly because mm. the vehicle Ghost. elements and all the background elements. Mm. If yeah, it was I, like if we were going for more like dynamic, fast pace, I would actually probably put Ricardo in there because I know mm. he has a background with Final Fantasy Seven and Ricardo knows it. and he, Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. And he's really good with dynamic, fast pace uh, action scenes. But if we're just doing there's gonna be a lot of talking head stuff, I would kinda of want Murphy, especially with splash pages and things like that. Uh, yeah, and he came very close to it with Tokyo Ghost. There's an awful lot of yeah. stuff
1: in, in that. I would say uh, Rick Remender, because uh, he knows how to ratchet stuff up to make characters really go through the ringer emotionally. Uh, and I would say it would be great to see somebody like Jerome Pena would do a phenomenal job mm, on this. Good call. So I, that would be my, my dream team.
2: I, I don't think I can pick a writer because I have no clue what the story is. Of course, yeah. Uh, Fair. If that makes sense, uh, I will go for Stacy Lee to draw. Oh, Ooh. Cool.
0: Good choice. Really that's a great writers? choice. All right. Well, that's all the time uh, we had for this afternoon, folks. But next time, we're going to actually take a dive into the demo, get our reactions, and see uh, if Will's predictions of the story changes a little bit. Thanks for joining us, everyone you yeah.